Welcome to Passion 2020. This is session 12, very special and very unique. No, they've generally been 11 sessions, but this is a 12th one because Adamus wanted it during this very, very special time, and that's why we are all here. So thank you for being here. So we're here live at the Crimson Circle Studio in Louisville, Colorado, and Jeff is getting ready to fully allow Adamus in. You know, as his wife, I can personally tell you that technically Adamus is around a lot. So, but this is where Adamus comes in so intense. So, with all that, let's, let's start. Where we all come together in that sense of the good deep breath. The conscious breath. A breath that no one can take for you. Only you. So please, please, take the good deep breath into the heart of you. Allowing that breath to expand within, beyond, beyond, and expand out. Allow that breath to flow, breathing the I am here, I exist. Take that good deep breath, feel the energies, and give yourself permission to truly open up to this experience for you. It's individual. It's your experience. Just take the good deep breath and allow it. Breathe. Breathe and feel as we are getting ready for Adamus. Breathe. I am that I am. Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Ah, I'm just marveling at the energies here as we get ready for this shout, marveling at uh, how far things have come, uh, marveling at how you're enduring. And I know you don't think it's always so pretty all the time, but you're enduring. Enduring meaning that you're taking all these things that are going on in your life and you're handling them with actually quite a bit of grace. I know it doesn't feel that way. I know there's a lot going on, not, not even just when you're awake, but when you're dreaming at night. This is a, a special shout. I asked for number 12 in this Passion 2020 series. Usually, usually there's 11. That's a good number. It gives um, Caldra, Linda, a little bit of a break, um, a little bit of time off. But I asked for this 12th one because this is such a special time right now. It's especially in, in just about every way you could imagine, and I'm not going to do a lot of talking. Uh, you're probably happy for that, dear Linda. Oh, you can do whatever you want. Uh, I do realize that, but uh, I'm not going to do a lot of talking. We're going to have a, a fairly long mirab, mm. uh, and it, it's, I'm going to call it a super mirab uh, because it's going to be even deeper than we usually go. Mm. This is the time right now. Uh, th this is the time. We're in, well, it's the first day of August. We're in that very, very special summer of realization. And I know I've got Coldra's, um, well, his interest, but his anxiety, because I've said a thousand, maybe more, Shambra, coming to realization this summer. 
Uh, now he's asking me right now, define summer. Uh, what, what is summer? As long as the days are warm and long, that's summer. Uh, so let's not put a calendar to it. Let's not say it's going to be at the end of August or middle of September. But as long as the days are warm and long, uh, that's summer. So uh, I know it has some of you kind of get wondering what I'm really saying. You'll, you'll get it. So this is a, a very special shout. Not a lot of talking. Not a lot of antics. You know, I love doing the antics with Shambra. You do? Yeah, I do. I, I love doing antics. You're sure? Uh, yeah. And you uh, like the Cycle Bunny t-shirts? I did not say that. Uh, I know. I Cal- thought that was an antic. That's Caldra's antic, uh, not mine. Uh, forget a shot of uh, Psycho Bunny. I guess, uh, and you have one on too, dear Linda. Well, I do too, and part of it's to celebrate. To celebrate. Right. To celebrate what? Your birthday. Oh, pshaw. I, it's it's not about me, but what do we have? <laughs> what, what do, oh, well, oh. we have to have the right thing, Adamus. <laughs> you know, and then rumor has it that this is rolled oats and chocolate. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, bring the cake back. Happy birthday to you. I truly would love a piece. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, that's not uh, socially correct. Yeah. Oh, we'll get the whole crew back. Such a celebration. Such a celebration. We all love you. Everyone (laughs) online is celebrating you. Uh, I'm I'm so um, humbled by the whole thing. Not August 3rd, my birthday. What what do you say, 304 years or something like that? According to your claims. Mm, Just amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, thank you so much for the acknowledgement. no, no, we, we love you, and it, you know it, it's you're worthy. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. Um, w- would you like some of that cake? I actually would. I, ca- w- I yeah. don't know why, but and I could that's feel not Calder that. speaking. That's me. I mean, I could feel that. Yes, that, yeah, that's yeah. a interesting looking cake, though. Not like most cakes. Uh, what is flourless? How how Ooh, do they do that? Carefully. I, 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 I must have oh, incarnated you, in the wrong Carrie. time because we didn't have flourless cakes in my time. There you go, sir. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So, if you don't mind, uh, I'll be having a bite to eat while we're talking. Here, this flourless. That is so un-Jeffrey. It makes me laugh. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's working. Mm-hmm. No, no, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Later, mm-hmm. I'll get mine later. Mm. Mm. That is heaven. I'm going to um, take this back to the Ascended Masters Club tonight because it's better than even what they serve there. Just, this, just remember, there's plenty. There's plenty. We're going to maybe work our way through there. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, you've got mm. you know a little bit of time mm. here. Mm. That is delicious. That's the way it should mm. be. That That is like chocolate sex uh, for the mouth. Uh, it's just absolutely. And I need a little, a little of this to wash it down. Yes, chocolate sex. I'm being questioned from the production desk. Mm. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Um, should we keep that? Uh, we'll put that off to the side. And, Are you sure? Yeah, so we'll have more. Oh, wait. Oh, we have we it over can. here so you can come good, and good. dabble at it if you want some. So where Thank was you, I Carrie. before this wonderful interruption? Wonderful interruption. Uh, and great distraction. Uh, Good. Humans are getting better at your distractions. So, it's also Jeffrey's birthday month, too. Ah, well, that's later. So we'll talk about mine right now. So, <laughs> so you're at this very special time on the planet, and that's why... 
I've asked for this shout. Uh, normally, uh, we would be starting a new series. Uh, we're going to start the new series in October. It is going to be the, what is the name of the series? Merlin, I am, I think. Merlin, I am series coming in October. But for now, it's about our time together here. I'm not going to talk a whole lot. We're going to be doing a rather lengthy super marab. Yes. Because there is so much right now just to allow into transformation. So much. And as I was saying before, Calder is a little concerned. Are we really going to have uh, over a thousand? And uh, it, what's going to happen in this summer? How is it all going to happen? That's time for all of you, especially Calder, to take a deep breath and to realize that you chose to be here right now. You, you chose this. You chose to be here with this group that you call Crimson Circle, Chambra. You chose to be exactly where you are in your life right now. There's no mistakes about it whatsoever. And if you feel you're not at the right place, take a deep breath and listen for a moment. You are exactly where you wanted to be. Here we are, the 1st of August, in the summer of realization. Uh, the world's a crazy place right now. The world's a crazy, crazy place, but it's all appropriate. I'd like you to kind of feel into this for a moment. With what you and many other Shambhara are going through, coming to realization and staying on the planet as embodied masters, could you imagine for a moment that this whole virus, the COVID-19 coronavirus, was actually all kind of part of the energetic design. Mm. That you would be here at the time of the greatest transformation on the planet, the greatest. It is happening faster than any other global transformation because of communications. Mm. And what are communications, my dear friends? It's energy. Communications are energy. So there's the ability for things to change rapidly due to communications, your uh, smartphones, your mobile devices, the internet, the, the speed at which things can happen. It's no coincidence that you're going through what you're going through right now at this very precious time. Yes, the coronavirus is also about the economy. But the, when I talk economics, I'm also really just saying energy, an energy transformation on the planet that then fans out, spreads out, and affects everything. It affects the species of humans right now. How is that? Well, with this coronavirus, there is more research and, uh, and funding into the medical into understanding the human genome and the cells and the DNA and how they work and how they communicate. Look in, in the news about this virus, and the researchers are looking into the communication paths of the virus, uh, all at a time where you're dropping the aniatron, your body's old communication network, and now coming into your free energy body. It's the most precious time on this planet, and the changes are starting with the coronavirus, but then fanning out to the rest of the world, changes in the economy, changes in the species. You're going from being the 
Homo sapien to the Robo sapien species. And that's not necessarily bad. It's a little frightening. And I know some of you think about just being, uh, you know, your mind being sucked out and put into some robot. It's really not like that. It's augmentation and uh, supplementation. It's changes that uh, are, are due for the human biology right now. Uh, changes that don't necessarily make you uh, entirely robotic. And yes, some things to be concerned about. Implants. Um, one of the, the big issues right now is getting attention and a lot of funding is the, uh, is the uh, what do they call it, brain-to-computer interface. Uh, uh, where there are, whether it's chips or some type of d- device put into the, into the brain to allow you to have access to the cloud, to the internet, all, at all times. And it's actually here. I mean, it's not a long way away. It's here. So yes, there are some things to have concern about, but they're not your concern either. Mm-hmm. Observe them, but they're not your concern. It's not why you're here to take up causes or to uh, sit and worry about it all day long. Observe it. Understand how it's evolving, but not not really for you to worry about. Everything is changing, uh, all in very, very rapid speed. But it's kind of interesting to note here that time itself is shifting and changing, the, the very nature and understanding of time. Because while these changes are occurring at hyper-rapid speed right now on the planet, if you compare it to changes from 50 years ago, or 100 or 500, hyper-rapid changes on the planet right now. There's part of you also that is thinking that it's actually not occurring fast enough, you see. Uh, but they're occurring at just the pace right now where it doesn't blow you apart, and doesn't blow society apart. These changes that are occurring, and, and again, you could say the epicenter was the, the virus. The changes that are occurring right now very, very rapidly are actually one of the most brilliant ways of affecting uh, a, a change not only to this planet but to all of physical creation. And it, it is that gigantic, it is that profound and impressive. The changes are not blowing the system's seams apart. It, it is expanding the seams and gently then releasing the seams, but it is not blowing things up. There's a brilliance to it uh, that you can attribute to, I guess, the, the, the goodness of humanity. Uh, the goodness, the, you know, humans are good people, they, and they want, to, most of them want to do the, the, the absolute right thing. I was listening into a conversation earlier today with uh, Calder and Linda in the car, talking about uh, how there, there is such goodness in people, but it just takes a few to make it bad. That, that's absolutely true. And Calder made a remark: "Is so? Why does it seem that we're catering to the to the let's call it three percent who are uh, would like to th- see things blown up? Or the three percent who are uh, you could say are truly way out of uh, sync with their own energy? And why not focus on the ninety-seven percent uh, who who have such goodness in them? There is." 
tremendous inherent goodness in humanity, and I know you can see it. I know it gets depressing at times because you, you wonder if it's still there. Absolutely. And there's truly more goodness in humanity right now than there was a hundred years ago, mm. or five hundred, or definitely two thousand years ago. There's more consciousness on the planet. They acted out perhaps in more um, obvious ways, ways that get more attention. You hear about it on the news rather than the goodness of humanity. But as we go through this uh, corona period and uh, in, in the history of the planet, I want you to really feel into the goodness of humans, the ones you just meet uh, at the store or on the street uh, on an everyday basis. The ones who, yes, they're feeling lost, they're feeling maybe angry or, or depressed. And some of them have, oh, such uh, tight beliefs, uh, old beliefs that sometimes it's, uh, it's very frustrating, but there is such goodness. It is that goodness of humanity that you, as realized masters on the planet, are going to be tapping into. A feeling into. You're not going to try to manipulate it or change it or anything else like that. But as you allow your light to shine, your, your consciousness to radiate, that's where it really, really goes right away. It inspires those, that 97% of the world's population, that has such goodness and hope. They have such hope. And yes, sometimes they're gullible. Sometimes they they fall prey to bad leaders or bad businesses. But when we in the future uh, do our shouds and some of our morabs as true embodied masters, we're going to really tap into that, that goodness of humanity. We're not going to worry about the other stuff. It will become noise. It will become um, a little distraction, but not a big one. And pretty soon with that goodness and your light, and all the changes that are happening anyway, and the whole warping of time right now, and everything else going on on the planet, ah, that's going to make such great change for this planet to enter into their true uh, next age. Uh, and they say that you can't really look past the year 2050, the singularity, when it is no longer on the charts, growth, change, or whatever, even if it does that kind of hockey stick thing. They say that you really can't look out past uh, 2050. And that's actually a pretty fair statement, because things change so much on this planet. But oftentimes you think it's despair, destruction, the end of the planet Earth. Oh, it's not the end. It is a brilliant new era that begins for, for humanity. And it would not be possible if it wasn't for you and others like you. And whether you call yourself Shambra, whether they come from other places, other, other uh, groups, or maybe no group at all, but just by themselves, none of this would even be possible if it wasn't for those who now come in simply to shine their light. Uh, Calder was going to use the word bearers, bearers of light, but it's not really accurate. You're not bearing anything. To bear is to struggle. To bear is to hold a false energy. And you're not going to be doing that. It's simply the shining of light. And 
letting that go to the people of this planet of great goodness and filling their hearts with a hope that has been lost for, for a few decades now and then watching the transformation of the planet. They'll, they'll never put your name in the headlines. They'll never, uh, for the most part, be interviewing you on TV shows. What was it like to be uh, one of a very, very small number of people on the planet who were not into the religion or the spirituality or God scare or any of the rest of those things? Not, not bringing that old energy to it, but rather just being in consciousness. Conscious consciousness. I mean, everybody's conscious anyway, but this is conscious consciousness on the planet. And that's where you sit back and, uh, could I have that cake as just a prop? Sure. I, I don't really need any more You can have what cake, you want. I just need it to, uh, for a prop. Okay, there you go, sir. Thank you. That's where you're sitting on uh, the park bench or wherever it happens to be, on a, a beautiful day, watching the people go by, no longer wearing face masks, and just enjoying your your what is it flourless chocolate cake and 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 a good latte. I'm not worrying about. Imagine this for a minute. After I have my uh, little break here, bite. No, thank you. No, you want me to bite you? Sure. <laughs> Imagine, and I mean this in all truth. You're having your flourless cake or whatever you choose to eat, and you're having your latte, but it might have some sugary stuff in it. You're not even worried about your body because your body has done this great leap into the free energy body. You're not worrying about the pounds or the calories or if this is going to upset your uh, whatever blood sugar level or your hemoglobins or whatever it happens to be. Because as a master, there is none of that. Everything balances itself almost instantly. There's no longer these legs of weeks or months or anything else for the body to catch up or, or the mind. That's been kind of the way up to now, and sometimes you, we've all had to wait, or you've all had to wait for a long time. But now, as a true realized master, the, the body balances right away. And it's not this complex communication network, it's a singular, it's just the I am. It doesn't need a complex aniatron. And the same with your mind, uh, the anxieties and the, the, the confusion and the other things, they may float across uh, the horizon of your mind for uh, uh, of just a moment, but they never come to shore, and they never become something that, that cripples you mentally, holds you back. And that's, that's where we're going. That is a no macchio, no qualification, no asterisk, no fine print note from me to all of you. And we're here right now in this epicenter of the change on the planet, in this time where this little, little, tiny, tiny little bug, I don't care how it got there, I really don't, it doesn't matter, don't get caught up in that, it's there. This little thing called a coronavirus, which actually has been around for a long time, just waiting for the right time to come forth. It didn't just start back in uh, December of last year, it was always there. And then it came forth because the time was right. 
came forth because there was enough consciousness and desire on the planet, enough passion that had now come to the planet that it could come forth. And look what look what it's done. And then feel into what it's done beneath the surface on nearly every aspect of life. Things will never be the same again. Humans will go through a time of processing, of uh, changing over, of adjusting, of recalibrating. And then we have the imaginers, the six and a half percent of the population who are there. They're ready. They're ready to imagine a new world. Uh, not to force it, but just to, you know, it's like dreaming about it, imagining it, that it's a whole new world, a whole new place. And we have all these other things that have all converged right now the closing of the order of the ark, not needed. The new earths, 222 new earths, are now well grounded and uh, what you could say operational. Took a long time to design them, to bring them to being, but they're there operating right now. I talk about one of them that's there, and it's the, it's the new earth of death. That doesn't mean you go there to die. It means uh, you're already dead and you go there. That's the new dream walk to this new place. Can you imagine for a moment? And just put aside the daily frustrations and things like that. But can you imagine you're sitting here in the epicenter, and actually you don't have to do much other than just allow. That's it. One more bite before we go into the next. You're um, sure. Ah, I'm very, very sure. Uh, there are things I truly miss from this planet. Um, this was not one I ever had the opportunity to enjoy. But I will be bringing that with me. Okay, you're back, sure. Back to um, that's it. Okay. I heard it seemed polite to eat in front of others, so um, that's why I encourage all of you to get out something to eat. So I'm not doing it alone. Right now, this month, this this between now actually and our next shout, uh, I, I say that with a big smile. Uh, now on our next shout, remember when I said, as the days are still warm and the days are long. <laughs> that put us right at about the next shout. Between now and the next shout, it's really about owning everything that's happening to you right now. Owning everything. It's difficult to do sometimes because you don't want to own the aches and the pains of your body, but own them because they're there for a reason. They're there because you're you're making that change over from the the old biological body to uh, truly a free energy body. Every cell in your body, and there are billions of them, every neuron in your brain, and there are billions of those also, are responding and reacting right now. So obviously there's going to be some pain and um, confusion. Own that right now, because it's real, it's important, it's anything it's telling you that, yes, you are going through this change uh, as a, a, just a regular biological human now into an embodied master. Your anxiety, and if, if I know you right, uh, most of you, Shambra, have had a lot of anxiety lately, phantom anxiety. In other words, you don't even know where it's coming from. You'll be going about your day doing whatever you've been doing, 
and suddenly you're filled with anxiety and you don't know why. Own it. Please own it. And I know it sounds counterproductive. You want to push it off. You want to try to uh, mentally justify. You want to say that it's because of this and this, or or you just want to hide from it. Own that anxiety. Eat it up. Go right into it instead of trying to run from it. This, If there is any message in all the years that I've been talking to you, any message that needs to be clearly understood, any message that I wouldn't really want to drive home, it's right now, and it's to own whatever you're going through. Yes, relationship issues. I just heard somebody say, really? Own it. You're having issues in your relationship because it's an old karmic relationship. It's not meant to be anymore. That doesn't mean to throw the person out, but it's not a bad idea. Uh, Give yourself a break for a while and renew the relationship, if you choose, on a non-karmic basis. What are some of the other things that that you're not owning, right, or that that you have, but uh, you don't really want to own? Aches and pains, yes, we just talked about that. Anxiety, confusion, Uh, mental confusion, fogginess. Own it. Uh, if you can remember what it was. Own it, because it's such a part of this transformation. Dive into it rather than run from it. Embody it rather than trying to shape and mold it. Be in it rather than running from it. Yes, everything. What are some of the other things? that Dreams at night. You're going into some very, very intense dream states right now because you're acting out some of the final plays or acts of the play uh, in your dreams. Things that happened to you a long time ago, including other lifetimes, they, they don't just cease. Uh, they, they, are, they are plays, acts of plays that continue to be played out long after you thought they're gone. Now, it doesn't mean they have to haunt you. It doesn't mean that you have to go get a, do a lot of processing. But so many of those things continue to play out. Let's say that you had a, a lover early on in life, and it just never worked out to be together. You parted ways. They they got married. You got married. You went off in different ways and haven't even thought about them for years. But there is the play, the theatrical play that continues on. It didn't really end. It is not necessarily karmic. Sometimes it is, yes, but it doesn't have to be karmic. It is simply continuing to experience uh, with them in a multidimensional reality. It doesn't have to take place here on Earth. Oftentimes, these plays are very intense, and, and then you find yourself uh, in, in the theaters of uh, the Arcturians. Uh, the Arcturians, the, the Arcturus, is an amazing place. If you really want to go and be in the theater of your your really expanded reality. It's a great place. Some of you have been going there in your dream state and acting the, these things out, feeling oftentimes that the script uh, that that you had with this other person or, or family or other beings um, had simply gotten into repetitive cycle, hadn't really gone anywhere. So what do you do? You bring that to the Arcturian theaters and you intensify it. You get it out of the rut. You get it moving forward 
so that you can have what you would call the happy ending, or at least an ending uh, of that. You can bring it, and ultimately that allows you, the human, to integrate that within your being. It's not just an act uh, in some far-off theatre someplace. So your dreams obviously are, are uh, kind of disturbing right now, uh, and and uh, you're not getting a lot of sleep. Uh, some of you, quite a few of you, all right, almost all of you. But own that, please own it, own it. Your irritation, your level of irritation, and some of you have just become very very irritated beings. Uh, own it, please. And I know you say, well, it's not a good thing. It's a part of you right now. It's real. I'm not saying go out and try to exaggerate it. Don't go out and and try to make even more of what it is, but own that agitation and irritation that you feel. Your depression, you ask. The last thing in the world uh, you, you would think is to own your depression, but own it. It's there for a reason. Depression is... Uh, literally part of a cycle. And it's the low end of the cycle, of course, but it, as I said way back when we did our uh, Awakening series, it helps propel you now into this final, final stage, the final stage here as the old incarnating human in biology. This is the final stage. So own whatever you're going through. Doubts? Ah, doubts. We talked about it in one of our recent um, uh, Master's Pause series. Doubts, you know, they're no fun, are they? But actually, there's an underlying value because a doubt actually will help to accentuate or to bring forth your realization, your passion. You see, there's passion here and there's doubt here. And they play off of each other at a time of change. They, they play off. One moment you're passionate, uh, one moment you're feeling you just know it, you're in a line with yourself, and the next moment the doubt comes. The doubt is accentuating the passion. Without that element of doubt, at least right now, it wouldn't have the effect on raising your passion, bringing out your passion. And I know you think that doubt drags you down, and doubt keeps you from your passion, but it's actually not. It accentuates the passion. Yes, it is an old, dualistic way of doing things, and we will move on way beyond that. But right now, you're in the last vestiges of duality uh, with yourself, and ultimately later on with the planet. So the doubt serves a purpose. Please own the doubt. The list goes on and on. You get sick, you, you, you get the, the virus, you get something else, and the last thing you want is that. But it is actually also helping to shine a light on the free energy body. And, and I know, again, it seems like, well, isn't this a back-assward ways of doing things? And it certainly is. We'll get over that. But it's the way right now that the human is most used to and the thing we have to contend with. So you get sick and you say, what is this? I'm going to die. I'm you know, feeling terrible and this is awful. And why is Adamus doing this to me? <laughs> I'm not doing it to you. But in that sickness, then it also brings out 
the true free energy body, the, the weakness of the physical body, the, its ability to get sick and die, really actually bring forth the free energy body. Hmm. Own everything that is happening in your life right now. A while back I told you when this whole uh, well, even before this whole thing broke out with uh, the virus, said for the next six months, don't make any great big decisions. Mm-hmm. We're coming to the end of that. The end of August would 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 mark that time. And I'm not saying that's a hard cutoff date, but it's pretty close. I didn't want anybody making any great big life decisions, and, and that would be things like. Completely uprooting and moving somewhere else, selling off everything you have and moving someplace else, uh, dumping a partner. Um, some of you wanted to, but uh, you held back because of this. Uh, making a major change in career, uh, getting some, I would say, pretty uh, major surgeries, things like that. Those are the big life changing things. So wait six months because things will be quite different then. And in so many ways, they are. You're coming up to the end of that in at the end of August, and whether it's the third week of August, the first week of September, doesn't make a great big difference. But at that point, you'll know. You can put aside that that holding, that waiting period. You'll know, and then make those moves if if you choose to. And you have, may have totally changed your perspective, but make those moves at that point. Now it's the time to start moving on. Whatever it is happening in your life right now, just your own demons, your own dragon coming after you, own it. The sooner you own the dragon, the sooner you realize that it is indeed your best friend. Uh, You may not view it that way right now. It may be tearing you apart at different levels, but it is indeed your best friend. It's there to help show you what you've buried, to help show you what is really keeping you from your own embodied realization right now. And sometimes it feels like it's uh, literally terrorizing you, ripping you apart. It's really not. It's your perspective. Own the dragon right now. Let that dragon come in, and if it has to tear you apart, let it tear you apart. You'll get through it. So that's what this, this shout is all about owning whatever is happening to you right now, whatever it is. And and I'm not saying make a list and put some things over in the other side. I'm saying everything that's happening, these next, let's call it 30 to 60 days, are going to be so transformational. And by owning it, it will also make it a lot more graceful, a lot more beautiful. In these days ahead, uh, as a reminder, don't worry about the outside world right now. It's actually now or as you go into embodied mastery. There's no choosing sides because there are no sides. No. You might say there's lines uh, in the political uh, arenas. No, they're not. No. It's an illusion. Don't get caught in it right now. Uh, don't, don't choose sides in. Uh, a, a big one right now. You planet Earth, you know, the environment. And you say, well, I have to choose the side of uh, the righteous side of the environment. No, you don't. 
What they don't realize is that Gaia is leaving, and now the responsibility comes to the humans. On one hand, there is tremendous hope for this planet, and part of it is all the research that's being right, done right now into the very nature of of biology, and not just your physical biology, but the biology of the planet. That combined with the things like artificial intelligence are going to give a whole new perspective to what this Earth is, what biology is, where biology serves, where biology is no longer actually needed on the planet. Gaia is leaving to leave it to humans now. She babysat for perhaps a little too long. But this whole issue about the environment comes up. But when it does, at the core of it is is not just the environment, Gaia leaving, humans taking responsibility, but ultimately you connect the dots and it all comes back to not the planet, but the person. Not the planet, but the person. Taking responsibility for oneself. A pathway for ultimately taking responsibility for your own energy. And that's the greatest lesson that is going to be learned about the environment. And it's not about the environment, it's about the person. Taking responsibility ultimately. You know, as they understand, begin to really understand the nature of biology, the communications that take place in all parts of biology, and when they really begin to have pretty good theories about what created, how biology was created in the first place, not by some God in heaven, and not just by evolution, but the true creation of biology. Then we'll come smack back in uh, the, the face of uh, all aware humans to take responsibility for themselves. The environment's a way to get there. But what I'm saying here is don't get caught up in the causes, don't get caught up in the sides. There are no sides. That is perhaps one of the greatest things that you as masters are going to be teaching. And it's going to be one of the things that humans resist the most. They want to have sides, whether it's their masculine or feminine, whether it's their light or dark, rich or poor. They are duality-oriented creatures at this point. And the last thing a, a true embodied master does is take sides. The master will laugh and create comedy about the conflict that are taking place between the sides, but without choosing. The master will sit back with their fine latte and flourless chocolate cake. No, no um, later. But the master doesn't take sides. And when somebody comes to the master almost insisting or demanding, that the master make a statement about which side is right, of course, hoping that it's their side, and feeling arrogant enough to think that the, that's obviously the way, the way a master would think. The master takes no sides at all, but the master does make it very clear to the one asking her or him, why are you taking sides? Do you not see a greater picture in what's happening here? Do you have to get so embedded into duality, taking one side or the other? Do you have to continue being a warrior, whether it's for the light or the planet or suffering children or any of that? Because it is all an illusion. Ultimately, there is no duality. And it's very easy to get stuck in that, in that path. Ultimately, it's all about owning yourself. 
I can take almost any issue that's happening on the planet right now, and you start connecting the dots, even though the dots you know, are a little strange at times, it comes back to energy, sovereignty, and owning thyself. So I've gotten a little bit off here. The, the point is that whatever is happening to you right now, whether it's your, your boss terrorizing you, whether it's uh, uh, bad neighbors or anything, 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 remember what I've said for a long time, everything that's happening in your life right now is everything, even just the way the wind blows across your face. Uh, even if you uh, scrape your, your finger and cut it, it's all about coming to realization. Everything. Right? Nothing could not be within that, because that's what you're all about. So right now, in these next, let's call it 30 to 60 days, please own whatever is happening to you. With that, I'd like to now just go into our Super Marab. Uh, I'm calling it that. It's a good name. Let's put on the music and go into our Super Mirab here at this extra shout for the Passion 2020 series. Yeah, and some of you are sending your signals over. What if I'm thinking too much right now? Should I own that? Yeah. Uh, you know, just don't think too much about it, but own it. Whatever is happening uh, financial issues. Depression, anxiety, but also the, the wonderful things like hope, oh, your craziness right now. Absolutely own that craziness. I love craziness because it means you're letting yourself go out of the box, breaking the norm. Here you are. Let's take a deep breath now. There's an um, interesting phenomena that's happening with Chambra. And I really couldn't say it's happened before to any uh, other groups coming into realization because no other groups have. None. No. Individuals, yes. You just tip the scales. Uh, over 9,900 ascended masters. Hmm. And a question comes up. So, if you allow your realization and you stay embodied, do you get counted as an ascended master? Let's talk about that later. Let's negotiate a little bit. That's a good one. But let's get back to the point here. I would really like you to feel into this. So no other group has ever done this. In individuals, yes. Sometimes if you count a couple people, maybe even half dozen at a time, but a global group distributed all across the planet. A formidable number, not huge by population standards, but a formidable number. Uh, the ones who have really endured, and now you are truly coming into realization. And it's being watched with the greatest of interest by 
really all of creation. By certainly by the Crimson Council, certainly by the Ascended Masters, they're watching, not interfering, no, they will not interfere, but they're watching what comes. And you know, kind of interesting, I'll talk more about it later, but just to kind of plant the seed. You could say that the element or the uh, thing that's watching the most right now, watching what's happening in this epicenter, this convergence on the planet, watching this group called Chambra, is time. Yeah. Time has more of an interest and an investment in this than anything. And you say, well, what is time? Well, it's, it's a consensus. It's a type of consciousness. It's not a soul being, but it's part of most beings in creation. We'd say it's a little part of every being. So therefore, Time is. It exists, and it has its patterns and its rhythms. It's not the same, you know, in other parts of creation as it is here on Earth. Time is not uh, the same on the new Earths. There is time, but it's a. It is a very flexible time. It is a time that serves, rather than demanding service. So perhaps one of the most interested parties in what's happening right now is time. But regardless, everybody's watching what happens. We talk about it frequently at the Ascended Masters Club, and I particularly enjoy the late into the night discussions with Guthumi Blavatsky. With Tobias, I enjoy our our discussions. And yes, I say late night. We really don't have any nights or days, but we can when we want. <laughs> some of you get so literal. Some of you have such tight pants on. I know there's no time in the ascended realms. I know that I'm there, but yet, I like time once in a while. It's a great way to drive down the highway of creation, you know. I'm going to do it on the time line. Have it when you want. You don't have it when you don't want. Isn't that real freedom? Okay. <laughs> so if you want to get into a big philosophical discussion, shut up. We're having a morab. <laughs> Let's take a deep breath. And would you please let me continue my story? All oh, this head chatter. Uh, yeah, yeah, own it, but go off on your own and own it. Okay, my point we're watching, and more than anything, time is really watching. Why? Because, well, for one thing, you're coming to the point that very, very few have of letting time serve you. Very few have ever let that, yeah, even in the other realms. So time is very, very interested in it, because time is wondering, 
what becomes of it, the time? What becomes of it? Will it change? Will it go out of existence? Yes, time is wondering, will, will I go out of existence? Time is wondering, what, what is it like to serve rather than be served? You see, because time has had very, very little experience with, with serving others. It's always being served. Not that it wants to, but that's where soul beings put time. But we're all watching with great, great interest. One of the Ascended Masters noted kind of an interesting thing that was happening. She pointed out that Chambro, because she was uh, really checking in, and we don't do it intrusively, you know, we don't, we don't check in on you when you're naked in the shower. Once in a while, okay, busted, but most of the time we don't. Come on, once in a while, just for grins, we, we check in, but we don't take pictures, but we remember everything. So this wonderful Ascended Master she said, you know, I noticed something. Come here, come here, look over here. So we kind of have uh, like, you know, what do you call it, crystal ball. Uh, we don't need it, but it's a great prop, you know, humans love them. And because we're all humans, we kind of love those big crystal balls. No jokes about that right now. This is a family show. So we went to the crystal ball and looked in, and sure enough, I saw what she was talking about. I saw Chambra. They were on a, a beach, quiet, beautiful, long beach all by themselves. Or a bunch of other tourists or boats or what, what do you call those noisy things now? Uh, uh, jet skis, uh, Calder tells me. None of that. It's just you on the beach. And you know, the sun is starting to kind of set, getting a little later in the afternoon. You've been walking a lot because you do that, you know, to try to figure things out. I'm okay with the walking part, but the trying to figure things out part is useless. So I looked in, in this crystal ball and I realized I had to look a couple of times to really get it. What I saw was you building sand castles. Sand castles, you know, taking that wet sand and piling it up, maybe making little towers and making a moat around it, making a bigger tower and and then extending it, adding on to it and adding a little bit more onto it, kind of obsessive like you can be sometimes. Building sand castles. And I said to Gloria, happens to be her name, was her human name, kept it as an ascended master. I said to Gloria, uh, isn't that cute? You know, here they are in the epicenter of all this happening and having endured and taken on so much. Isn't that cute that they kind of revert back to their kind of childlike state and they're building sandcastles on the beach? 
Gloria said, that's not it. You're, you're really kind of misinterpreting there, Adamus. Take another look. Feel into it this time. So I did. Gazed into the crystal ball. I felt into your energy. And then I realized what was really happening. Not just with you, but from Chambra all across the world. You're building sandcastles on, on the edge of the water. And what the sandcastles really represent is the human still trying to manipulate, the human still trying to make their realization. The human building a sandcastle, like they have to do something. They have to make a fortress. They have to exert themselves. They have to build something or do something, or they can't just sit and enjoy being at the water's edge all by themselves. So I realized that the sandcastle was really kind of the ego. Not, not a bad thing, not, no, not a bad thing, but the ego saying, I still have to do something. I still have to keep creating my identity. I, I can't lose it. I have to, I know I'm right here in the eve of realization, but I have to do something. I have to make my expression as a human right now. Otherwise, what am I? in this thing called realization. Am I just a passenger? Do I really have any say in it, so I must build my sand castles? I watched for a while. I watched you as you're building these, not just one, not just two, but a whole line of them going down the beach. It was actually a very beautiful sight, I must say. And you've gotten very good at building sandcastles. Very, very good at it. And you decorate them with little sticks and a little piece of cloth for a flag. And you have some that are, oh, that would be like a beautiful palace to live in, but they're still sandcastles on the edge. I watched and watched the activity and realized what was happening, realized not just you, but Chambra, everywhere. That last kind of heroic, noble, but yet fruitless act of the human, the human ego. <laughs> and then the sun was starting to set. The human you sat exhausted, looking at out at all your sandcastles. Now they lined the beach almost as far as the eye could see, looking out at what you'd created and feeling both a sense of that you'd done something. You'd really worked very hard today at your sandcastles, but also with a sense of dread. Because as you looked at your sandcastles, you realized this thing you forgot about, the tide was coming in. 
You built your sandcastles as close to the edge as you could throughout the day, but forgetting that the tide was coming in. And with the tide, its waves. And with the waves, the washing away of all the sandcastles that you had built. All that work, all that effort, all that, well, creativity too, now about to be washed away. And then I saw the tear come to your eye and stream down your face, more than just one tear, but they continued. You thought, what have I done wrong here? Why? When will I ever get it? When will I ever get it? And you sat down on the beach and wept as the sun went down and the tide came in and the waves slowly washed away all of your sandcastles. You were so exhausted that at this point there is nothing, nothing to do, nothing left within you. The thought of building more sandcastles now, maybe in a little bit different spot where they wouldn't be washed away by the waves. It didn't appeal to you because you even knew if it wasn't the waves that took them, it would be the breeze, the winds. And if it wasn't the winds, it would be other people who came along. Now, falling into surrender, you realize that truly the sandcastles were a distraction, a way for the ego to try to maintain itself. Every sandcastle represented a part of you, part of the ego, your aspects, your life and your lifetimes. But now, far beyond the limitations of the human, the tide came in and the waves washed them away because that's what happens in realization. You build all the sandcastles you want as monuments to your ego, as a way to try to preserve the ego. And there's nothing wrong with the ego. It is simply one of those acts of consciousness. That's all it is. It's a, it's a persona. It's a character. Sometimes that character forgets that there is so much more to this play, to life. Sometimes that character forgets that in itself it lives its life in limitations. That's fine for a while, but now comes something much bigger than the human. And the human cries because the human says, what am I, a pawn in this game? Well, there's these higher powers, even if you call it my higher self, that are simply manipulating me. Oh, dear human, you got it all wrong. It is you, and it's, it's all of you. What's that part that knew that it was time right now? Wash away those sandcastles. Now for the waves to come in. 
and wash away all the wounds, all the limitations, all the old beliefs, all of the lack. It was time for these waves to come in, not as a tsunami, not as a crashing storm, but simply as gentle waves to wash away perhaps the biggest thing that never served you. <laughs> Belief that energy is outside yourself, and that's what's happening right now. The waves wash into your life, into these very days that we're talking about right now. Right now is when the tide starts rising and the waves start coming in. That's why I say own everything about yourself. Own the way you feel, own the way you think, own I means saying own it, stop running, stop building your sandcastles. Start owning everything about yourself right now. It is the most beautiful, precious, and sacred time for you and all of your aspects, for every part of you, for every part of your ego and identity. It is the most special time right now. Building sandcastles as you have been doing, I guess, is an interesting way of saying farewell. An interesting way of trying to preserve the ego, and more than anything, a way of occupying the human, to distract the human at this time of waves of realization, right now. But my dear friends, it's just a distraction. The human doesn't have to do anything. I say human as it's just a part of you, where there has always been uh, that part of you and other parts that knew that this time was coming to the planet and to your life. Always that part that knew that. And we're going to be here at this most amazing time. That you're going to be transforming, not going off into the other realm, saying goodbye to this life, but transforming in this life, washing away all of the sandcastles. That's what's happening right now. That's why I say embrace everything in your life, every fear and every hope every doubt and every passion. Every tide, every going out of the tides in your life, that's what's happening right now. It's happening very slow, in a way, but yet not. Faster than this planet is changing faster than ever, but Sometimes it feels so slow, and sometimes there is the compulsion for the human to try to do something, to build sandcastles on the edge. 
But then the waves come in. A consciousness comes in. The true change comes in, and it gently, without agenda, without anything, it gently washes away the sandcastles. Releasing you from the limitations of human ego. Well, the ego will still be there even when the last of the waves come, but now without limitation. Now without being singular, but now being an and of egos. Egos that do not try to build sandcastles on the edge, but rather egos that simply enjoy the play. Now more than ever, my dear friends, own everything that's happening to you in these coming days and weeks. Own everything. Don't try to figure it out. Don't run from it, but rather own it. And then feel how the sand castles slowly, gently, how they're washed away by the waves, the waves representing your consciousness, your embodied self, on a whole new time. Let's take a deep breath together. Sandcastles on the edge. It's perhaps one of the last things that the humans will try to do, thinking that they're the ones making realization occur. But, my dear friends, there's something, something much greater, much more encompassing at work right now. Let's take a deep breath together. Deep breath together at this most sacred of times. And remembering always that all is well in all of your creation. I am Adamus of Sovereign Domain. So, with that, please stay with the breath. Allow the message and the feelings to be with you, to integrate with you. Stay with the breath. Allow the breath of consciousness, expanded consciousness, to serve you. Take that good deep breath. Take that good deep breath, really really in a place of feeling, a place of allowing. Take the good deep breath as we close out this very, very special session with Adamus. Thank you so much for being a part of Passion 2020. And we'll be back. We'll see you October 3rd. Take care of you. Take care of you during this most special time 
on the planet be with that good deep breath.
all coming in.